Hi guys. Hello everyone. Welcome to Alive, my search for the best ways to live today. Our guest is the former president of the Philippine College of Physicians. He is also a uh, independent health reform advocate. And he's also the former uh, advisor to Secretary Galvez. Uh, I'm sure you know this name by now, Dr. Tony Liachon. Hello, Jiggy. Hello. Hi. Good evening, uh, Tony. Good evening. Thank you so much, uh, Doc, for doing this. Uh, I know, um, let's get down to business, Doc. Um, I know that uh, this is the time for us to, to uh, work together, to, to, uh, uh, to have all hands on deck. But I need to ask this question, okay? What happened? Uh, how did you get the distinction of being in the president's ship list? Well, uh, I was then um, resting at home and started the Facebook Live. Um, I work as a cardiologist at Manila Doctors Hospital. And one of the uh, hospitals uh, affected by the, the COVID. And another time, my professor in cardiology, Raul Hara, uh, expired at the Philippine Heart Center. So I started this uh, particular Facebook Live through a GCash. No? I was actually the maiden lecturer at that time. Then um, on the second day, I thought it was, uh, you know, um, it was a very emotional day. So not ranting, but you know, emotional. So it generated uh, 1.5 million views. And then it reached the palace. Then that night, I remember, there was a call from the palace that I was summoned to um, advise uh, Secretary Galvez, the National Task Force. And, and the rest is history. So I did not apply. I was summoned to this particular job. And then I did my best. I worked there nine to five and do and work till the wee hours of the morning, try to crunch data for the National Task Force. That was uh, it. Would you, be able to, would you be able to tell us uh, what you think uh, you said that irked uh, the president? That hurt the president? Irked, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, got him a little uh, uh, angry, so to speak. No, the real story is like this. The National Task Force is a you have the National Action Plan. Then it's headed by Secretary Delphine Lorenzana. Yes. And then the Vice Chair is Secretary Ed Año. And then it's divided into the ITF, all the cabinet members headed by Secretary Duque. The Chief Implementer, Secretary Galvez. I report to Secretary Galvez. So the main problem with the National Task Force, you're given full responsibility, but not full authority to communicate and do a lot of things like getting all the data. Uh, and sometimes there are medical, you know, updates that you need to articulate to the public. And sometimes the media would call me. And then, minsan, Sina Secretary Roque and Duque would not like that particular uh, situation that the advisors to the National Task Force. But but my boss is not a medical person. And there are stories behind the headlines of certain issues, like the second wave. So I had, you know, I had to explain to the public, like the asymptomatic cases, many, many things. So, so there, there were, were are certain... You expressed, 
were you expressing uh, dissenting opinion from uh, uh, what they were expressing uh, publicly the rest of uh, the team actually no in internal meetings i voice out this particular issue in fact on april 20 um when i was invited to the palace uh one of the key opinion leaders together with the secretaries of health i had only five minutes to tell the president i told the president that we need real real time and granular data to push it and then uh, let us uh, monitor the importation risk the OFW and of course the second wave so april 20 today is uh, july 3 you don't have see the the real time granular data at this point in time so during internal meetings i articulate this but when i arrived from cebu after we had the field field work i noticed that the there's an increasing trends right now sa Cebu kasi from MCEQ naging GCQ siya then i started monitoring the Cebu and then um, I, i texted and talked with uh, director Jaime Bernadas and i told him what is the situation there so the national task force the chief implementer decided to go on a field work together with secretary Vince Dison and they divided the meeting into secretary Galvez meeting the political leaders and the business sector with the medical advisors went with secretary Vince Dison and then during the time there's discrepancy of the report of the DOA's region with the medical directors and representatives of the different hospitals including Vicente Soto and secretary Vince Dison I remember that time because I was on the front table he asked specifically for us to help you with all the medical supplies and PPE we need to know the situation on the ground and he, and each one everyone actually the ICU beds the mechanical ventilator isolation beds are actually filled up to the max in Cebu and in Cebu perhaps 50% but you know you you you, you the healthcare system at that time June 11 12 we felt that that would deserve already an ECQ but the decision would be on Monday June 15 so we had this uh, particular diagnosis on the time with we actually left Cebu and then we you know we have this uh, discussion with us so the main problem that we what we saw there was that the the data even mayor Edgar Labella in one of our interviews at ABS-CBN acknowledged this regarding the discrepancy in the data now if that particular data would not be complete that is a problem may problema doon because the political leaders will be dependent on the data submitted by the DOH right so dapat ganun siya so we might not actually fault the business leaders if if the data coming from the department of health hindi siya real time and accurate or perhaps uh maybe not as agile no kasi dapat real time siya now when we realize that just like in the national capital region when we when a memorandum was signed by the president at that time on March 13 that was the ECQ wala na acute acceleration na yon and then you have to lock it down so in your situation we knew already at that time na ECQ na kayo on Monday but you know out of my frustration i put that uh, on twitter and facebook 
three things, the lack of sense of urgency, that is not only pertaining to Region 7 but to DOH in general because of after 100 days, we see right now there's increasing cases. Number two, the granularity of the data, very important to any decision-making process. And the last one is actually excellence in execution and transparency in communication. That was it. So they, they were not doing all of those three things that you mentioned. We were not I doing mean, that correctly. I mean, for the DOF, because we're on the implementation side, it's just like a corporation. You have a marketing and the sales. Mm -hmm. The IATF is likened to the marketing group, you know, the plan, the blueprint, then we'll execute that. But the problem namin, hindi aligned to us, kulang uh, like risk communication, we need data. I mean, you cannot execute any plan without any good data. Diba? So, dapat align yun. So, Though I respect collegiality, but we, we also demand, uh, I work as a, a president of the Philippine College of Physicians, a group of 10,000 internists and specialists in the country. Uh, we also demand uh, accountability to our members. I mean, this is not just about ourselves. This is about the destiny of our country. So what I do said... You, do you think that tweet... Uh angered uh, a lot of your peers and uh, in, in a way you were expressing a dissenting opinion and uh, um, isn't that the way it's supposed to be that if you're in a uh, sort of a war this in this particular case a war on, on COVID-19 that you know it's okay to express dissenting, dissenting opinion anyway in the marketplace of ideas the best idea wins and this is something that we have never ever experienced before so there is no such thing as a wrong idea Right. Gigi, when I was hired, I was hired to give a divergent opinion. Okay. Yun ang sinabi sa akin ni Secretary Galvez. In fact, when I was hired, uh, okay. nag-o-oppose pa si Secretary Duque noon. But according to Secretary Lorenzana and, and Secretary Galvez, you were hired because of divergent. We need divergence in the opinion. Y yun ang una doon eh. And then, just to be very transparent, uh, after two days, when I was uh, ousted, I was forced to resign uh, uh, through Secretary Galvez based on the proddings of Secretary Duque and Secretary Roque. Uh, Senator Bongo called up, uh, I think 8.30 at that time. It was uh, perhaps Wednesday, June 17, June, June 18. And he said that the president has nothing to do with it. It's nothing to do with that. And Secretary Anyo, during a press statement that you can actually give me advice. So I'm still sending advice to Secretary Anyo. So, you know, until now, until now, I'm, I'm giving uh, data to Secretary Anyo, to, sec to General uh, Magalong, also to other mayors who would like to seek my opinion. Um, Caraga. There are about five mayors whom I'm giving data and some suggestions. Uh, Doc, um, that tweet of yours, when you mentioned that there's no lack, uh, there's a lack of uh, urgency, the granularity of data, and, and a third one, um, um, are, we're not doing that, and uh, can we still correct course? Are we too late? Uh, or right. can, we, can we still correct course and, and uh, make things uh, better for us here in, in Cebu and in the Philippines for that matter? Kaya yun, Jigsen. But i-clarify ko lang na may affirmation din yung sinabi ko. 
you remember there was a Senate resolution yes, yes, regarding doc. failure of leadership of the Department of Health. You remember that? Yes, Doc. Yeah. And then on that day, when I actually was ousted, five minutes after or seconds, the Ombudsman also uh, had this particular recommendation to investigate also. Basically, on okay. the same premise kung saan ako nanggaling. Okay. So, hindi lang ako nagko-complain but legitimate government institutions. So, na-affirm lang yon yung sinasabi ko. It's, it's just that, ang, according to Secretary Anyo, when, when he explained that on TV and to my text, uh, we're supposed to be like this and we're supposed to settle that. But, you know, 100 days have passed and still we're on this. I mean, you, you have to do something about it. Maybe it costs my job, but I really don't mind as long as you're doing this for the rest of the country. So, uh, Doc, um, we're already back on ECQ here in Cebu, and uh, it looks like uh, the hospitals are almost at capacity. Uh, I, I, I received one of the messages uh, that said that the Chonghua is already at 98%. Uh, how is this, Doc? Um, okay. How can we uh, turn things around here in Cebu? Um, we're we're yeah. still at GCQ now. Uh, for uh, the nth week and I think we have uh, I, I see it on Facebook a lot that we are the longest uh, lockdown in the world yeah Jiggy we can still uh, reverse this I tell you I, I sent my slides already to some of the um, decision makers we call it the hammer and dance theory it was uh, designed by Thomas Pueyo and basically mm -hmm. during a lockdown all you need to do is right. You hammer it at that time, uh, reduce the social distancing. Uh, through social distancing, you reduce the violent transmission. And then, while doing that, during the time of the of the strict quarantine, that's the ECQ, you, you need to put the healthcare capacities in place. You you detect, then isolate, and then do the isolation and, and quarantine. Everything PPE. Now. And then observe right now the cases day to day. The cases will go down, the death rate will go down, and then recovery will increase. And then if you have that curve already in the next two weeks, my assumption it will be okay in two to three weeks or sometimes four weeks, depending on the discipline of the Cebuano. Now, the next stage is actually deceleration phase. Then you have to dance as you reopen the economy. You need to have a lot of testings you need a lot of contact tracings, isolation, and quarantine to reopen the economy. And that is actually the best practice among the other countries that flatten the curve. In Asia, Jiggy, we're together with Indonesia, tayo lang ang hindi nakapag-flatten ng curve. The rest of the other countries nakapag-flatten na ng curve. And basically, ang problema, just like in ano, archipelago Indonesia, the behavior may not be as rigid as the Vietnamese or the Koreans or the Singapore's or the Japanese. And that is the main difference. And then late sila. During the time na may index cases tayo, is instead of planning at the time, yung mga uh, Koreans and then the Vietnamese, nag-test test na sila, the contact tracings and everything. They prepared. Now, ang gauge niyan, usually two months. So from the time of their National Capital Region uh, ECQ on March 15th, you count, June 15, uh, almost two or three months. So the other LGUs right now on their index cases, let's say latest summer, you count two months. Darating din yun. So therefore, at this point in time, 
they need to set up their healthcare capacity so that madali pa natin matatrack yun. Right now, we cannot do anything right now because you're on acute acceleration. So talagang kailangan i-ECQ ka. And then that would also justify the coming of uh, Secretary Simatu because in the Ebola outbreak uh, template, I was the president during the time of the PCP 2015. Padating dito yung mga OFW natin. Diba? Pinadala natin sila sa Carvalho for quarantine. So at that time, uh, South Africa repurposed the uniform personnel to prevent the spread from the rural to the urban areas and then for delivery of PPE and medical supplies. So they were able to arrest the Ebola outbreak. Ito, hindi naman permanent ito. Two weeks to. Because I noticed also, as well as social media, TV, and also to Mayor Labella, si Bono, perhaps, hindi siya tinitake seriously. May mga nag-procession pa nga dyan. And some of your political leaders, nakikita ko rin, may not be, dapat forceful ng konti. You need to crack the wheat right now. Yan ang problema na nakita ko dito. So what I'm trying to say, you can reverse this in about my gates, ah, my gates, ah. You can reverse this in about three weeks to four weeks. Oh no! And then you 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 will be back to modified ECQ or GCQ. But my goal is actually for the entire country. The next 100 days will be crucial for everyone because we have to reopen the economy, or or else we'll go into recession. So the, the template, the blueprint, should be the hammer and dance. So for all the provinces and areas na hindi pa kayo nagkakaroon epidemic, this is the time to prepare your healthcare capacity. And I think right now, ang ganda. I have some, uh, you know, I talked with some doctors today. Uh, uh, Dr. Albert Rafana. I was in coordination with Brian Lim and uh, Tony San Juan. Gumaganda ang disiplina dyan. All the doctors right now are actually converging. Meron na tayong they they would like to prevent outbreaks in the hospital. So far, wala tayong healthcare professionals na nagkakasakit or nag-expire. That's good. That's a good sign actually. So if you continue to do this, you you manage right now. Dapat preventive side, preventive side, because when you're hospitalized and when you're intubated, eighty percent of the patients will die. You don't want that. So the best is actually go upstream, prevent, don't go out. So wala mga hospital. Oras na mga hospitalized, you will fill up the you will fill up the ICUs and that's very very expensive. So the strategy is upstream and not downstream, right? Yes. And therefore, you will not also infect the the healthcare providers. Kasi mas mahirap yan. Kasi there was a time in Manila. Even the consultants na due duty, because you know, we were unprepared at that time. So you're doing well. You're doing well for today's July for 15 days, 17 days. I think you're doing well. Cebu is doing well. So perhaps in the next two weeks, you'll be okay. You know, reports are coming today, and I'm I also the figures today. Walang report right now ng press case sa Cebu today at four o'clock. I saw already the report. Mababa ang Cebu today. The lowest in the last 17 days. Doc, um, uh, uh, when you say uh, you have a plan, the one that you mentioned to me, uh, the hammer and the... The hammer and the dance. The hammer and the dance. Um, uh, you're no longer uh, 
connected with them, right? But uh, you still, they still listen to your advice. Are they implementing those things that uh, we are talking about or these are just your suggestions? Your role as a consultant is to advise. Yes. It's all up to them whether they will take it or not. Even as okay. private citizen, your role is actually to advise. The decision is, of course, to the IATF and the president. Okay. And, and, and those are actually evidence-based. Um, you know, you read also from UP, uh, John Hopkins, you know, a lot of journals, WHO, CDC. So do you think so, they will implement your, your hammer and dance uh, 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 idea, Doc? I think they will implement that because it's uh, recognized uh, across the globe. And this is the, the blueprint should be in order because I'm problema jiggy. The the leaders are right now at a loss on a blueprint. Wala walang blueprint eh. Pag sinabi mong blueprint, may programa just like building a house. You need a blueprint. So during the time na nag-acute acceleration lito ang taon what to do. Ang una nang well, the blueprint, the, the quarantine, the ECQ talaga is part of the blueprint. But the real essence of the the blueprint is that you have to do the other things. So I think this particular Cebu incident is patterned out after the Ebola outbreak. So nagkaroon ng congressional hearing yan eh, and then they analyzed the best practices in the Ebola outbreak. The first one is the is, uh, quarantine right away. Number one yon to decrease the viral transmission. Number two is testing. Because you have an invisible enemy, then you need to find the needle in the haystack but with your eyes closed Laking problema yan. So you need to, to do a lot of massive testing. Number three, they were able to do contact tracings right away. And then protect the healthcare providers by bringing medical supplies and PPE. And then they repurposed the uniform personnel to be supportive of the civil society. And that's what they're doing right now. And then hand it over right now to the civil society, the, go the government leaders. And the last one is actually planning to reopen the economy. And, and this is the dancing with the dance to reopen the economy. That's the blueprint. And this is what I actually submitted to them. Now, it's uh, all up to them. Doc, um, we're already in our second uh, ECQ and uh, we're on the first few days of the second one. I think uh, we're supposed to end uh, our ECQ on uh, July 15. Are you hopeful? Do you think if uh, the trend continues, do you think that they can downgrade our uh, level to maybe uh, GCQ or MGCQ or something? The, the next move would be MECQ first. Okay. Uh, yung textbook talaga, ECQ and GCQ lang. Secretary okay. Galvez is brilliant na magkalon mo na ng hybrid, yung modified. So, okay. and according to the WHO, the strategy is gradual and phasing. Hindi mo siya bibiglain eh. Kasi once na binigla mo yan, you, you will have here problems in controlling the population. So, ang gagawin mo dyan, oh, anong difference ng ECQ? So, ECQ, no, your current status. Pagka modified ECQ, 50% of the workforce muna. Limited movement, and then limited muna in transportation. Suspended pa rin ang classes. Now, pagka GCQ ka, 75% of the workforce papasok na. Alright, so mag-i-increase ka ng transportation there. Right? Okay. So I don't think na mag-jump kayo from ECQ to GCQ. My, 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 my gut feel, based on my experience, mag-modified ECQ kayo. Kasi you have to 
observe mo na the social behavior. Malaking problema kung suddenly mag-rush kayo, you open the floodgates, then balik kayo to ECQ. That's a disaster. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Then also, I don't think you can create a lot of testing right away, isolation areas, quarantine areas. Ang tagal niyan bago iset up. And then you have only one testing center there, that's Vicente Soto, and I think meron sa Chongwa. But I think you need four centers. And therefore, the turnaround time of the result should be 48 hours din. Madami kayong gagawin. So, the, the quarantine classification is to buy time. So, habang nasa buy sila is to buy time to create the healthcare capacity. And yun naman for the long run, eh. ayaw nating i-rush yan. Kasi two years pa naman tayo, we have to grapple with this problem because of the arrival of the vaccine. So kung hindi natin ayusin ang healthcare capacity ng Cebu na dahan-dahan na maayos, you cannot reopen the economy permanently. Ang ganda-ganda ng Cebu. So dapat to gradual facing. I like Cebu. Ang dami kong friends sa Cebu. Ang mahirap mag-rush. Mahirap mag-rush. And Don't, let us um, not do that. One of the things that we hear a lot uh, which was which happened during the in influenza pandemic is the second wave. We're not yet in the second wave, right? right. Uh, how how uh, imminent is a second wave, and how how will a second wave look like if ever that does come? Okay, Jiggy. Okay, usually ganito ang curve niya, ano? You have the acceleration, then the peak, and then the acceleration. Para magkaroon ng second wave, you need a termination of the wave dapat merong termination. And usually, may lull ka ng mga three months. Hindi siya pe... Ang itsura ng wave natin right now is like this eh. Nag-plateau tayo. And then with the Cebu, nag-upward tayo ganito oh. Ganyan ang itsura sa John Hopkins ng graph natin. Now, ang second wave is like this. Yan. Sa pandemic, after three months, 1918, nagkaganyan. Now, According to the J.P. Morgan, in terms of their projections, prior to the arrival of the vaccine, the world will suffer from small amplitude second waves. Now, like in the U.S., they're anticipating flu epidemic in November. Tayo naman, we're anticipating two things. Unique to the Philippines. Our country is one of the largest in terms of OFW overseas contract workers. We have many overseas contract workers. So, yun ang isang risk. The second, we are barraged or bombarded by typhoons every year. 20 typhoons a year. And usually, nandun sa Bismin area yan. And whenever nagkaroon ka ng ulan, that is a problem because you negate the social distancing measures eh. Ang ipapupunta sa evacuation centers. So, dapat... Dapat ang style dyan, we should not allow the isolation and quarantine areas to be used as evacuation centers. Kung sakali mag-suffer yung mga Simbuano, they will have to go dun sa mga schools or dun sa pre-repair ng NDRMC. You have to go there. Kasi yung isolation and quarantine areas, these are clean areas for the COVID patients. And by this time, before the coming of the rainy season, lahat kayo magpabakuna na. Uh, for flu and pneumonia. And then clean up because mga kagulo ang dengue. Pareho kasi ang symptoms eh. Okay? So you, you, you have to fix the, the roof while the sun is shining. 
that is based on JFK's quote, no? Hindi kayo pwede mag-repair ng roof nyo during the rainy season. So, so you, you do your vaccination. Vaccinations. A dengue. You do the vaccination, dengue. No, no. For flu and pneumonia. Okay. And then clean up. Clean up right now your surroundings for the dengue. All those areas na breeding places for the mosquitoes, you have to clean it up right now. Kasi makakagulo yan. Kunyari nag-fever ka, baka magpagpamal na na COVID naman, ma-overwhelm na naman ng hospital. Ma-admit, not because of COVID, but as a differential diagnosis to COVID. Yung pala dengue. Di ba? Or flu, or pneumonia. Kasi right now, any fever or cough, ang diagnosis mo COVID because you are in an epidemic area right now. Di ba? So, kung nabakunahan ka na, uh, okay ka na, hindi ka magsususpecha ng sakit mo. But you have four differential diagnoses during the rainy season. You have COVID, you have pneumonia, you have flu, and you have dengue. So, you eliminate the three conditions. COVID lang ang address natin. And then, for the community, you have to read up to boost your immunity. Do not use the quarantine just to lie, lie down kain, walang exercise. No, you have to boost your immunity. Virus ito, walang gamot dito. It's all about boosting your immunity. So how would you how would you do that, Doc? What do you recommend to boost your immunity? Okay. Sorry guys, ha? stop smoking and drinking. If you're smoking and drinking, you have to stop that. Then you have to have healthy diet. Alright? Not much of the junk food, muna, vegetable, fruits. Then you have to exercise daily, 30 minutes to one hour. You have to reduce your body weight, right? Yeah, right. You have to sleep uh, eight hours. No more Netflix muna. Huwag muna mga Netflix, Netflix. Kailangan eight hours. And then, continue your medications. Mag-telemedicine muna kayo. Those uh, elderly citizens, wag muna kayo pumunta sa doktor. Baka mahawa pa. You do telemedicine. You know telemedicine? Mag-telemedicine na muna. And then, do not stop the medications until sabihin ng doctors ninyo. Alright? So, very, very simple lang. Do you recommend taking any vitamins or supplements as well? Well, vitamin E, vitamin C, anything. Lahat naman yan okay eh. And then, a little bit of sunshine din. Very, very important. Yung medications natin, just continue, but work on the lifestyle. Particularly, you know, diet, exercise, and losing weight. And then stop all the vices muna during this time. You don't need that. Pag nagkasakit tayo ng COVID, mas mahina immunity, mas mahirap. Doc, um, this, this pandemic has ravaged not just the Philippines, but the world. Um, do you think we will ever go back to some semblance of normalcy, not just here in the Philippines, but all over the world? Do you think we'll ever go back to what it once was just six months, seven months ago? Of course. We reviewed the history. Diba, may Noah's Ark ka, may World War I ka, may World War II ka. Right? And then after World War II, gumanda tayo eh. Diba? Ito is a test from God. This is a test of character for everyone. Diba? Kasi napansin mo, we're in the era of information technology, Apple and everything. We have everything on us. We can travel, we can do a lot of things. But we have forgotten about caring for our health and for the environment. And also, we have forgotten also to be with our family and our loved ones. Eh. 
and to appreciate some of the little things eh, like caring, being kind, being humble and everything. So tinuturoan tayo one time ni God in the next two years. And I hope we will be a reformed world. Hindi a brave new world, perhaps a, you know, a calmer, cool world. Uh, we will see a lot of patience with kindness, humility, and a lot of character. Sa akin, okay lang ito. Okay lang ito. This will actually be the best. This is the best and the worst of times, eh? uh, according to Charles Dickens. Eh? The worst of times because nandito tayo. But this is the best of times also to reflect and pull back. Ano ba what went wrong and what went right? And I think ngayon, nakikita natin ngayon in society, kung alin dito ang matulungin, alin dito ang hindi, alin dito ang may problema. Diba? So dito, nakikita natin, this is a test of character. In Cebu, nagbabasa lang ako, madaming test of character in Cebu as well right now. But Cebuanos, being one of the first settlements ng country natin, and anchored on Christianity, I think the Cebuano can rise above personal differences for the greater good of the Cebuanos. Wow, Doc. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of that uh, to the Cebuanos. Uh, Doc, of course, your advocacy is a healthcare reform. Um, do you think this pandemic has uh, woken up the government, woken up everybody? And uh, do you see any uh, healthcare reform happening because of this pandemic that will be accelerated? We, we, we will remember this, because eh, this is also the time uh, to reflect. Remember in South Korea, yung nanalong prime minister nun, almost hands down because of their response to the COVID. This will redefine also the presidency. Kusino man ang standard bearer of this uh, administration. This will determine the fate and the destiny of the future leaders natin. We see and daming bright guys right now in the cabinet. Nakita mo rin kusino yun. Eh. And then many senators eh. I think they have to step up to the plate para makita natin ang, ang, ang fate natin and destiny. But I'm hopeful. Um, there are some radical changes dapat na ginawa but hindi ginawa. But we cannot force that because we're not the decision makers here. We can hope and pray that the, the president will make radical decisions before it's too late. Uh, sa akin na naman, I usually see kasi yung mga best, best practices in the world like the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Uh, today, you know, we're, <laughs> nagulat tayo, pinag-resign yung health minister niya for breach of protocol by going to the beach during the <laughs> health crisis. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's a forgivable, uh, you know, uh, mistake for me. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> very very high ang kanilang level of integrity eh, di ba? Yeah. Oh, oh mag-resign ka. Oh. Because you breached the protocol, we're supposed to be in quarantine, and yet nagpunta ka sa beach. Imagine mo nun. So these are the kind of uh, decision-making process na magiging proud ng Pilipino. Kasi if you're, change is never easy eh. If we're going to pray for easy lives, I don't think that will happen. Let us pray for stronger and courageous leaders rather than easy lives. You know what, Doc? Uh, your voice is uh, such a reassuring and uh, your thoughts are so organized and so uh, calming. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would like uh, to get in touch with you or uh, maybe perhaps even help you with your advocacy, the uh, health uh, care reform uh, uh, advocacy of yours. Uh, maybe you can tell us where they can get in touch with you 
on the social media platforms. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. I have a public page. I have a nine o'clock every day where I review the the events on COVID. Um, I live. I have a library here. I have a thousand books here reading on corporate. I used to work. My, my background nga pala. I'm, I'm from UST. Then I crossed the Pasig. I, I went to UP for cardiology. Then I worked as a medical director for Unilever. I was hired by Pfizer to launch Lipitor and the greatest products of all time. At age 15, my younger sister died of, um, of uh, liver cirrhosis. So I got depressed. I went to the corporate world. I worked as a one peso consultant for... Secretary Ona. I work on the syntax for tobacco, alcohol, the soda tax. And then I was um, appointed as independent director of PhilHealth in 2016 during the time of Aquino. And then I work on universal healthcare uh, law together with the other advocates. And then this one, the National Task Force. And then, you know, even as a private citizen, I can still work. Uh, you can give ideas, you know. There's no monopoly of good ideas. Marami naman dyan. But this is, the time not, uh, this is the time right now to step up and work. Even as a private citizen, we can still help the country. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Tony Liachon. Thank you so much for your uh, very generous, uh, in this very generous interview and sharing your thoughts with us uh, tonight. Thank you so much, Doc. And I hope to see you soon, perhaps here in Cebu. Right. After the COVID crisis. Yes, Doc. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay safe. There you have it, Dr. Tony Liachon. Of course, uh, thank you so much, Doc. And uh, this show, Alive, My Search for the Best Ways to Live, is brought to you by our good friends from Organique Acai. Like what the kind doctor said, you make sure that uh, you boost your immunity by exercising, uh, sleeping, the right amount, uh, six to eight hours uh, or longer. Of course, make sure you exercise and uh, take your vitamins and supplements. And one of the best uh, in the market, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, Organica Sai. Go get one today. Thank you so much, and you guys stay safe. <laughs>